Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. One of my favourite TV shows is called Would I Lie to You? The premise of the show is that celebrity teams have to make convincing arguments from statements which they have not seen beforehand, which the opposite team has to simply work out, is it the truth or a lie? For example, one statement that a contestant read out was that whilst on set making a TV show, during a tea break, a dog licked my sandwich. So I put it on my co-star's plate and didn't tell him. I suppose the funniest element of this was that the co-star in question happened to be the host of the show. And this was the first time he was hearing of this escapade. Had he eaten a dog licked sandwich? It was all right in the end as it turned out to be a lie, but the celebrity managed to convince everyone else that it was true and won the points. Now, I'm not condoning lying. And in the context of the show, it is always revealed whether it is a lie or the truth. But the show itself works because we are accustomed to telling lies. Maybe it's just a fib or a white lie. You know, the small one that doesn't have much consequence. Or it could be a full-blown outright lie to protect ourselves or someone else. However we rate these indiscretions, they're all untruthful. And whether we like it or not, they have an effect on us and colour our natures. We're all prone to a little exaggeration from time to time. I've told countless people a million times to stop exaggerating. That was an exaggeration example in case you missed it. You see, the consequence of a lying nature is that we become innately distrustful and suspicious. In the worst case scenario, we could even become paranoid. Now, if you think I'm overstating things, then just take a pause, take a breath and ask yourself, what do I believe is the truth about the COVID pandemic? Now, I'm not trying to start an argument or even set things straight. I am simply showing that we've all created impressions that we hold to, that we are even convinced of, which means that we will believe some over others, whether it be government officials, Facebook doomsayers, or even our closest friends. Opinion will be divided, because we are so used to being asked to base things on our own feelings and understandings. But guess what? Scripture tells us that this is the one thing that we shouldn't do. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Lean not on your own understanding. Now in other words, our understandings are flawed, untrustworthy and likely to lead to the wrong conclusions. Why? Well, because our natures are fallen and flawed, shaped in sin, and they do not display the character of God as we ought. Thankfully, Scripture also provides us with the correct way and opens us up to the way of truth. The full verse and the one following reads like this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So, the takeout from this is that the Lord is trustworthy. He is worthy of our trust. 
And this is simply because his nature, displayed throughout the completeness of Scripture, is solid, dependable, and absolutely truthful. God does not lie. He is incapable of lying. Therefore, every promise, every oath, from the smallest to the largest, is set in stone, and like God's character, which is deemed holy, is completely dependable and able to keep us from this day and for all time. What a difference from what we're used to in this world. The difference is like dark and light, night and day, defiled and pure, filthy and clean. Proverbs 12 and verse 22 puts it like this. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. To act faithfully is to act fully in the faith of who God is. If God's words are truthful, which they are, then they contain wonderful statements of fact that we need to hold on to and act on. Here are a few of them. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10 verse 13. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 verse 9. Famously, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but receive eternal life. John 3, verse 16. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, verse 7. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels or rulers, nor things present or things to come, nor powers nor height or depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. I could go on, but the simple truth is this. God has done everything in his power to make you aware of him and the payment he has made for you in Jesus' death and resurrection. He has made a way when there was no way for us to be called sons of God. All we do is turn to him in our sinful condition, our lying, fallen condition, and call on the name of Jesus, the means by which we are forgiven and made just or righteous. And when we're seen as righteous, then God can look upon us and accept us into his presence. I love the fact that when we trust in God's promises, he makes our paths straight. This is quite amazing in itself, so let's think on it for a second. Straight paths, not crooked ones. Paths that lead to a known destination rather than blind corners we can't see round. We can see where we're going. There is no guile or hidden agenda, just straight paths. This doesn't mean that we won't face unknowns or even problems on the path, but we can face the knowing that the direction is the right one. The Apostle Paul urges believers to keep running the race, keep on keeping on, fight the good fight, remain faithful. All these things are active instructions to keep us focused on God in all circumstances, good and bad. We can have our uncertainty and fear exchanged for certainty 
and assurance. God says to us in the words of the TV programme, would I lie to you? And the answer is a resounding no. God has bound himself in an oath of promise to us that creates in us faith and a hope for a future in his presence. So let me finish with a passage that shows this fully. You can find it in the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verses 17 to 19. God also bound himself with an oath, so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. And these two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. We can come right into the presence of Almighty God who has promised to give us refuge and a hope that can be relied on. And just to flip the coin and let you know where we, where we would be without God's intervention in our lives, this is who we would follow from John chapter 8, verse 44. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Now, who would you rather give your future to? The God of all truth and Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, or the devil, the father of all lies? It's in your hands. And perhaps it's time for us to choose truth. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.